The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. From baseball's top personalities. The great Chris Russo joins us once again. To the game's top players. Joining us is the all-star. Matt Chapman with us. You never know what stories you're going to hear. If you make your way down here, I, I might be able to make some time and go out there and see the great Chris Townsend. This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. It's time now for another edition of A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. And we continue to replay a lot of the great stuff that we had out at FanFest, Jack London Square. This one was about the youth movement. It's the young guys. And the moderator for this, one of the voices of your Oakland Athletics, Vince Catronio, as he's on the main stage with Jesus Lazardo, A.J. Puck, Sean Murphy, and James Caprillion. Enjoy this one, the young stars. So as we mentioned, youth is surfs. Let's bring up our collection of uh, A's players, some that you have seen, and we'll see for hopefully the next several years leading the A's back to postseason play. Boba chair. To my far right, wearing number 56, you haven't seen him in the big leagues yet. He's coming fast. He's had some health issues, which are behind him now. Right-hand pitcher, James Caprillion. And he's a chatty fellow, by the way, so you're going to like this. To my direct right, made his major league debut for the A's against the Yankees last year in August. Pride of uh, the University of Florida, but out of Iowa, A.J. Puck. To my immediate left, made his major league debut for the A's and hit a home run in that first game against the Angels in early September and was the starting catcher for the A's in the play-in game, and he is one of the top prospects at that position, hopefully your catcher for the next decade. That is Sean Murphy. And to my far left, made his major league debut against the Houston Astros in September, pitched three outstanding innings, in the playing game against the Tampa Bay Rays, please say hello to Jesus Lazardo. We'll get to your questions a couple of, in just a couple of minutes, just a, kind of a general Q&A with the boys before we get you out there into the, into the folks. Uh, first of all, FanFest, the chance to come out, see, some fa- see the fans, and uh, sign some autographs. Jesus, let's start with you. What's it like to get a chance to interact? Because people have been waiting for this day to kind of officially kick off Baseball 2020 around here. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, we're all very excited to be out here, and, and it's a great opportunity for us to connect with you guys and, and kind of get going, you know, new year, new decade. So uh, I think we're all very excited for 2020. What's up with the shades? Pretty cool. It's a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> Miami guy, that's why. Sean Murphy, what's, it, what's, what's it, this day been like kind of getting a chance to shake some hands and uh, see the folks that are really excited to watch you play? We're all very grateful for you guys. Uh, you know, we think you're the most passionate fans out there. Uh, you know, you show up every night, and we saw it at the wild card game, and, you know, that place was packed. And, uh, you know, it's good to see you guys and, and talk to you guys a little bit and get a chance to, uh, you know, actually, uh, you know, interact with you. AJ? Uh, yeah, it was great. You know, uh, the wild card game last year was rocking, you know. It's, uh, you know, fell on the wrong end of that. But, uh, you know, hopefully coming up uh, this next couple of years, we, uh, you know, get the long playoff run and uh, bring you guys the excitement you guys want. James, uh, you know these guys. You've competed with these guys. You've trained with these guys. 
And you know if you perform, there is an opportunity to get to the big leagues. So when you see some of your fellow teammates reach the highest level and knowing that you're right on the cusp of it, how does that motivate you? Yeah, it's great. Um, it's been really fun to watch these guys and train with them and, um, you know, help each other throughout the process. And uh, I think, you know, all, all four of us are all pulling for each other. And at the end of the day, all we want to do is contribute to the team and, and, and win games. And uh, however that's going to happen, that's what we're going to do. What would the spring training mean for you coming in 100% ready to go and hope to have the kind of spring training that allows you to really lay the foundation? Yeah, it's exciting. It's good to be officially 100% back. Um, it's been a long process to get to this point, and I know anybody who's gone through injury um, you know, understands exactly what I'm talking about, but it's going to be exciting. I mean, um, I think I can speak for all of us. We're all going to go in there, compete with each other, and, and, and try and win jobs, and, and however it lays out, um, we know that things happen throughout the years and or throughout the year, and we're going to be expected to, uh, to try and contribute at some point regardless. AJ, what did you learn about being kind of an invisible guy? Because you came to spring training two years ago. You really were the talk of the camp, not only for the A's, but really in the entire Cactus League. And then suddenly the situation occurred with your elbow. You underwent surgery. And with that comes the long rehab. And you were at spring training last year, but you really weren't at spring training with the club. What did you learn through this whole process? And when you finally got that opportunity to start competing again, work your way through the system, and then get to the big leagues, what was that like? Uh, yeah, you know, Tommy John's a long road, you know, it was uh, probably 16 months rehab, uh, finally get back healthy, you know, it's just a great feeling to be healthy and now uh, just real, really looking forward to the season, just being healthy and uh, helping, helping the team out. Sean, this is going to be your third big league camp, correct? Fourth. Fourth big league camp. I know Bob Melvin really raved about just the first day when you came to camp. What, what's, what's <laughs> what will this spring training be like for you? Because this is... And based on what happened last year, it seems like you're going to be the guy that's going to have an opportunity at least to, to handle the lion's share of the work behind the plate. Uh, so spring training um, for me is getting to know my pitchers. Uh, we got some new faces and, and some vets that, I'm, that I know. But the, the, whole, the whole goal for me is to get comfortable with everybody. So you know, starting out on opening day that there's no you know, miscommunications and there's no feeling out process when we start playing games that matter. Uh, so i got to go in and you know, communicate and talk to everybody and make sure we're on the same page once the season starts. Hey, Zeus, you, you were much like what A.J. was two years ago, meaning last spring. You came in, you got opportunities to pitch, and you were wowing people, the, the peop, all the talk about what you could do on the mound. We were seeing it uh, firsthand, and then suddenly a little bit of not as, near, as serious an injury as what A.J. had, but certainly something that, that shut you down for a while. But what was that experience like for you and, and working your way through the the opportunity to get to the big leagues. Yeah, I mean, that, that injury definitely, uh, you know, set me back a little bit. And uh, I think I was lucky to be able to, during my rehab, I was living with AJ and, and hanging out with Cap and Murph. So having those guys around me that, you know, we kind of had that core out there that uh, kind of pushing each other and getting better day by day, uh, you know, that kind of helped me out. And, and I think that helped me in the long run get to where I am now. Let's go out to the crowd. Dick, you have some questions for us? We do have questions, Vince. First one, to a catcher. This is for Sean. Uh, you've had a chance to catch all these three uh, great young pitchers. What's their uh, best pitch or the toughest to catch? I mean, it depends on the day. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they're, they're all, they have all of exceptional stuff. And, uh, you know, it's never easy going out there to catch guys when they're as good as they are. So I kind of be on my toes and, and, and be ready for anything. But, uh, you know. I've had my fair share of uh, Lazardo spiked fastballs, and that's always tough. 
What's it like? Because you have a reputation, big target behind the plate, but a guy that likes, really takes pride in the position of quote unquote calling a game. What's that process like working with pitchers and having that, that connection with the guys on the mound? Uh, it's just all about communication, and it's, it's like anything. Um, you know, if we get out there and we're not on the same page and, and we're not in a rhythm together, then uh, their performance is going to suffer. Um, you know, it's my responsibility to go out there and make sure we're prepared, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit responsible for you know how they perform, and I, I take it personally when they have a bad day, and you know, I feel pride when they go out there and pitch well. Back out to the crowd, Dick, Stephanie. Hi, um, for all of you guys, I'm a mom of a ball player, and just as far as injuries go, and being young, and like him starting a routine now, he's 12. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how important that is to have like a structured stretching and workout routine so I can help influence him a little bit? Good question. All right, I'll take that. Um, I think it's extremely important. Um, first off, you know, as a 12-year-old, rule one is have fun. That's what we do. That's what we all do this for. You know, we're all fortunate now to be able to play and have fun and have this be our job. But, um, you know, being able to get a good warm-up and, 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 and work out and all that stuff uh, is extremely important, and you know all four of us have to do that every single day during the off season. We all train, um, stretch, take hours of time out of our day to to do what we can to benefit us uh, during spring training, and then eventually, you know, into the season and through 162 games. So, um, you know, eating the right things and doing what we can to take care of our body, it all you know, eventually is going to work to towards our benefit. Anybody else? No, I mean, I just think that routine is actually very important. And, you know, we all kind of take it very seriously. And everyone kind of has their own routine uh, at the end of the day. But you find something that works for you. And at the end of the day, that's what's going to help you out and, and hopefully give you a long career. Bria is next. What do y'all do on the off season when y'all are not at the Coliseum? Uh, me, I don't do too much. You know, I just work out and uh, just play some video games. That's about it. Just real relaxed. <laughs> Uh, some guys like to go travel. Uh, me, uh, you know, I travel nine months out of the year for baseball, so when I get home, I like to just stay home and spend some time with family. I'm a big, uh, I go out and travel. I take probably about a month, month and a half, and I, I'll travel and then get back, and that's when you kind of take it a little more seriously and you start working out and, and get back into the routine. Try and travel, um, see my family and friends, and spend time with as many loved ones as I can, and um, but at the same time, you know, kick my feet up every now and then and relax and spend, you know, spend some time at home. Three of the four guys up here made their major league debut in 2019, and AJ, you were the first one. What was the phone call like, and what was the debut like for you? Uh, as usual, Bob Melbourne likes to say, I want to give a guy a soft landing, kind of come into an easy opportunity for the major league debut, and he gave you the Yankees in front of a large crowd in a tight ball game. Right on cue. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was great, you know, just uh, the lifelong dream of uh, becoming a Major League Baseball player, and you, know, you get that call, and you get uh, a whole bunch of emotions come to you, and it's just uh, a real great, great experience, and like I said, against the Yankees, you know, I got called up, had to sit through the first game, you know, I was really anxious the whole time, I had to redo it again for the second day, and I finally got my name called, and it was just a great experience, you know, I'll remember that forever. Who got the first phone call after you got the phone call? Uh, I, called, I called my mom, but she didn't answer, and then... Uh, <laughs> And then I called my dad. It was real late. We're in Vegas, so it was like uh, my mom was in Florida, and uh, so it was like 2 a.m., so she didn't answer. But, yeah, I called my parents and everyone I needed to talk to. It was, it was great. Anytime a parent gets a phone call at 2 a.m. 
from their kids. Not a good thing usually. What's wrong? Where are you at? How do I bail you out? I'm glad that was a good story. You have to bail them out. Sean, you, you went through a, a couple of stops along the way last year with injuries. So you got up in early September. What was the phone call like and that process of making your major league debut? I mean, it's, it's, it's a surreal moment. Um, you know, you dream of it growing up and you play baseball and you just you keep going up levels and, uh, you know, you don't think it'll happen to you and then it finally does. It's a, it's a great moment. Um, so my first phone call was my dad and he did pick up. Um, <laughs> And uh, next after that, it was probably my sister and then my girlfriend and an agent. And thankfully, everybody picked up, and uh, they were able to make some travel plans to come see me. Hey, Zeus? Yeah, I mean, it was an amazing experience. Uh, I was out there in you know, Las Vegas, and you get the call, and it's just kind of a whirlwind of emotions. Um, my first call was actually my dad, who was on a flight to France for work. Uh, so he didn't pick up, and then when he found out, it was too late to come back over. So he missed my debut. But um, I, I called my mom, called my, my best friends, my sister. And, I, I mean, I had a lot of my family come out. So it was a special moment. It's something I always remember. Cap, you ready to do that? Yeah. Sound good? Yeah, I got a big smile on my face right now because I'm just thinking about that feeling, you know. So it's, you know, even, even as these guys' teammates in the minor, like, it was fun to watch them do their thing and get that phone call and see it. So, um, yeah, sounds, sounds like a, a plan for me, hopefully. Get Callahan. Here we go again. Hey, gang, uh, this is for Jesus. Um, being the first, I believe, Peruvian-born uh, Major League Baseball player, how did your path develop, and how did it come to be that even introduced to baseball, et cetera? Yeah, so I was, I was born in Peru. I got a funny story. I was born in Peru. My whole family's from Venezuela, so growing up, kind of that Venezuelan culture, um, baseball's just in your blood, and that's just what my parents put me into, and, and kind of they instilled that love for baseball into me at a young age, so... Uh, it was just an easy choice for me growing up. I always fell in love with baseball, and, and I knew that that's what I wanted to do. What, what was the first game like for you, Sean? Because it's the first big league game, and you, you know, it's not that it's easy to play shortstop or center field or even pitch, but you're behind the plate, and you've got an awesome amount of responsibility and trying to make sure that you can kind of keep the train on the tracks for a team that's contending to get to postseason play. What was that whole first day like? Um, I mean, I was, you know, I was very nervous. Uh, I didn't want to be the, you know, guy stepping into a, into, a, you know, pennant chase games and important innings and, you know, make a rookie mistake and, and, and blow it for these guys that have been playing all year. And so I, I was extra careful to make sure we prepared and do the scattering reports and, and get everything right because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to make a rookie mistake on my debut and cost the team, you know, potentially a playoff spot. What was the home run like? First game in the big leagues, you hit a home run against Jake Jewell. Pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. I think it was, a, it was a big moment for my parents, and I don't think I've ever seen my dad that emotional. Hey, Zeus, did Bob Melvin give you the same? Hey, we'll get you into a little simple situation, kind of get your feet wet. Next thing you know, you're in Houston against the Astros, and, and we know how that went uh, after what we've read about this offseason. But three strong innings and a game with the lead. Uh, when you came in, what was, what was that like? Yeah, Bo Mill basically told me, um, you know, you're going to get your feet wet in a game here soon and uh, see how it goes. So, I mean, I'm glad that he trusted me in that situation. It was definitely, I was definitely nervous the first couple of pitches, but after that, everything kind of just blacked out for me. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Um, what was your favorite team growing up, all of you guys, the baseball team? I was a Mets fan. Yeah, I was a Marlins fan growing up in South Florida. Yeah, and I was a Cardinals fan. I was a Yankee fan. 
but okay, I'm they're, glad they're, to be in Oakland A now, let me tell you. <laughs> See, there's that UCLA education paying off. Three years, baby, almost. <laughs> All right, interesting story about what you just heard kind of briefly. He mentioned the St. Louis Cardinals, and he faced Albert Pujols and got him hit into a double play. And we found out after the fact that Albert Pujols meant a lot to you as a kid growing up. Could you re uh, retell that story here? Uh, yeah, just growing up, I was always a huge uh, Cardinals fan. And uh, just, uh, you know, Pujols is on the team, and he's one of the best ever. And uh, just always grew up, loved watching him play. And, uh, you know, I was able to face him. That was my favorite. Uh, at bat, uh, my first uh, being called up, just facing pools, you know, always saying I've always wanted to play, play against them or with them one day. And, instead uh, of a video I, game, right? Yeah, instead of, uh, exactly, instead of a video game. So it was, it was, uh, it was awesome. Had a fat head, fat head of head up in your room as a kid? <laughs> yeah, I actually did. I had a fat head on, uh, of Albert Pulis in my room. So Sean said that, you know, he was, he was a Mets fan. If you're from New York like I am, there are five boroughs, and they're pretty, pretty divided on whether you're Yankee or Mets fans. Can you take it a step further in how – you became a Met fan through your family? All right, so yeah, uh, it's interesting because my dad's from the Bronx and you know, you assume Bronx, you're a Yankees fan. But growing up, that Yankees tickets were so expensive, he couldn't afford to go. But Mets tickets, uh, you could get if you drank 10 gallons of milk and then turned them, like mailed them back to the company and it would send you two Mets tickets. And so he would drink milk in the summer and get his two Mets tickets and his mom would take him on the train to Shea Stadium and that's how he became a Mets fan. So growing up, you know, in Miami, and a Marlins fan, who, who was your guy with the Marlins, or guys? Uh, I had a couple guys. I was a big uh, Dontrell Willis fan. Uh, I was, uh, Juan Pierre was a big uh, kind of role model for me down there. So, I mean, I had a lot of, Miguel Cabrera when he was young, uh, that was a guy I looked up to. So, we had a lot of good, good talent down there back then. Jake Callahan, back out in the crowd. Rand? This question's for Jesus. Um, what was it like? pitching you know you just you came up you know mid-season and then here you are you pitching in the wild card game you just looked calm cool and collected um and you did great how what what what's all going through your mind and how are you able to keep the emotions in check in such a high leverage game uh i mean definitely on the inside you're a little little nervous uh but once once you get that first out it's just kind of i kind of just kept telling myself it's the same game i've been doing all year and and, and the, the whole my whole life so um it was definitely tough waiting that whole game, you know, waiting until the six to get in there. And then once you hear your name called, you're like, all right, now, now it's here. So, um, but once, once you warm up, once you're out there, you get the first out, you kind of get your feet wet a little bit. You're just back to normal and you kind of lock in on every pitch. And I think that's how, that's how I took it from pitch to pitch. Jack's next. Hey, um, first of all, Sean, I want to thank you for helping out my fantasy team at the end of the year. That was really helpful. Help me win the league. Um, but I was curious about you guys' uh, unbiased perspective on who you think is going to win AL Rookie of the Year. <laughs> well, we got some candidates hey, hey, up hey, here. Hey, Zeus Lazardo. Lazardo. I think he's on this stage. Someone on this stage will win AL Rookie of the Year. Good answers. Good answers. Hi there. This question's for any of you guys. Is there a guy on the big league roster that you particularly look up to or somebody that you go to for advice? I could say, oh, never mind. That's probably you guys, right? Go ahead. Uh, I have a lot of guys. I do. I, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty tight with a lot of the guys, and, and right. I've looked up to a lot of these guys. Um, I would say Sean Manai is one of those guys that, like, when you need to relax, you go to Sean. He's just kind of like a fun guy, like easy to be around. Uh, 
Petit was someone that I looked up to and, and Joaquin Soria. Uh, those are two guys that I would go to when I needed, you know, some advice or a little bit of help on something. And, uh, you know, they were very welcoming and kind of like took me under their wing. So I appreciate them for that. And, and I mean, we're, we have such a great group of guys that you can go to anyone and it's kind of it's kind of like talking to your best friend. So you can have success, all of you, you know, as you make your way up through different levels. And they always mention, well, when you get to the big leagues, it's unlike anything you've ever seen. The gap between big league hitters and triple A hitters for the pitchers is certainly pretty wide. And the speed of the game is so much different. Now that you've finally gotten a chance to do this, can you explain, looking back on it now, how much, how much sense does that make, that, that that in fact was true, these things that you learned, and how you continue to make adjustments and learn your way and try to keep yourself in the big leagues on a high level? Uh, yeah, definitely. No, you can definitely tell when you get called up. You know, the game's different. Uh, I mean, it's still the same game, but it's just a little quicker paced, and, you know, you got to be a little more uh, – can't make as many as mistakes because they you know the hitters uh, you know, they're, they're real, real, really good. So, uh, like I said, it's just uh, yeah. I mean, about... <laughs> I mean the, the game moves faster, but uh, you know you have a tendency to make the game you know speed up on yourself. And you know the, the goal is to uh, just stay relaxed and, and not let, let let that snowball and not let that happen to you. And uh, you know it, it happens to people, and you know you can tell when it starts to speed up on a guy. And, you know, the goal is to just stay relaxed and let it come to you. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple of times that it definitely sped up on me and I needed Murph to come out and be like, hey, slow down. Um, but he's, when you have a guy like that behind the plate, it's definitely good as a pitcher. You know, he kind of knows you and, and goes out and helps you out and tells you to slow down, take a breath, tie your shoes, whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, you don't, if you're not careful, the game could definitely speed up on you, especially at this level. So um, it's always good to have kind of someone who knows you and can – kind of help you calm down in those situations. Here we go again. This man is named Reagan, and he has one for AJ. So, AJ, what I'd like to know is, what was it like your first game back in Stockton after Tom John? Uh, yeah, like I, I said. I 99 mean, to 100. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it was, uh, I mean, it was great. Just uh, one of the best feelings, I think. You know, it was just all the work you put in to come back from an injury, and then, uh, you know, you just see all the work pay off, and you finally back healthy, and it was just uh, it was exciting. Cap, we've, we've begun to see what these guys can do on the major league level. These fans have seen them either in person at the Coliseum or watched their performances on television. We haven't seen a lot of, of what you can do on the mound. What, what makes James Caprillion go? I guess we'll have to wait and see. I mean, you know, I still got to build a name for myself. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a starting pitcher and – uh, you know, I go out there with a, a little bit of attack mode, and I love to get after guys and trust the guys behind me, you know, rely on my catcher, who's hopefully going to be Murph back there, and I'm just looking forward to getting out there. Um, ultimately, just one of those competitive guys who likes to have the ball in his hand, and, um, you know, I like to win, and I think that's most important, and see what happens. My next person would like to know about inspiration. All right, so who is the one person that you've known personally? It could be in baseball or just uh, outside of that. Who has inspired you so much to get to where you are now? It's a good question. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with my dad. Uh, you know, he raised me to play baseball. Uh, you know, he played a little bit professionally with the Indians, and he's uh, he always raised me, but I never felt pressured to play baseball. I never felt like it was something I had to do. And uh, it, he was able to, you know, instill a love for the game in me. Didn't he hit the longest home run in Denver? You were mentioning this to me last he, year. He gave up the longest oh. home run. 
Sorry. Sorry, it's, Sean. It's, no, it's his claim to fame. And he, if, Mr. Murphy, if you're out there, I apologize. He's not. It's fine. He gave up a, a 582-foot home run in Denver in AAA in 1980-something. And it's currently the record. Before StatCast, so you can imagine. Go ahead, guys. Continue on. Yeah, I would definitely have to say my dad and my mom, uh, they were two of the most important pieces in my life that uh, definitely made me who I am today on the field and off the field, and, and I appreciate them for that. And I mean, I just have so much motivation from outside of my family as well. Um, just kind of where I grew up, I want people to be proud of me. And, uh, you know, where I'm from, my family back in Venezuela. So uh, I just do it for all of them. But at the end of the day, the two that kind of really made me who I am and, and are the reason I'm here today are my parents. Uh, yeah, I'd say the same thing for me. You know, my parents, uh, you know, they have uh, been you know, a great relationship with them. And, uh, you know, a lot of, the, you know, talk with them, you know, coming back from uh, Tommy John, all that. You know, and it's just, you know, and also like a lot of things just, Everyone up here a lot of, have to have a lot of internal drive to you know, come this far, and uh, so I think that's, that's about it. Yeah, my mom and dad as well. Uh, they're my inspiration always uh, for baseball or anything in life. My dad's always been my coach and has kind of you know, kept me under his shoulder and showed me the way, and um, my mom has been an inspiration. She was, she was an inspiration my entire life. Um, she battled cancer for 14 years on and off, so being able to just kind of see the road that she had, she had gone down and, and, and her fight and drive for, for life uh, kind of gives me the feeling that I can accomplish anything that I, I, you know, put my mind to and work hard at. What's it like, Sean, for you calling pitches and for Jesus and AJ delivering pitches knowing that you got gold glove at first, platinum glove at third, MVP finalist at, at short, and solid at second base, knowing that... If, I, if the ball is put in play, the, the play is going to be made. What, what is that confidence like for a pitcher for arguably the best defense in the American League? I mean, uh, only Oakland A's pitchers can say that. Uh, and it's a, it's a credit to those guys who, who are at our infield spots. And, you know, there's a, there's a reason we love them so much. They're, they're, they're awesome over there. Yeah, I mean, I think it just gives you a lot of confidence. You can go out there and you don't, you don't feel like you have to strike everyone out. You can kind of pitch the contact and let guys put it in play. And, and I guess that kind of takes a load off, off the pitcher. Uh, you know, so much stress. You can just kind of say, put it in play and let my guys work behind me. Uh, what, wherever they put it, whether it's in the infield or the outfield, we got guys and, and you know, we have a lot of faith in them. So, um, yeah, it gives you a lot of confidence. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's just, it makes it a lot easier. It makes you more comfortable out there on the mound knowing that the play is going to be made behind you, and, uh, and uh, it's, just, it's, good. it's a good feeling. <laughs> no play behind you in spring training this year, Cap Nori, and then maybe much, much more after that. Go ahead, Dick. We have a question regarding the Coliseum. So um, with the Raiders officially being gone and the Athletics being the sole team of not just the East Bay but the heart of Oakland, how do you guys um, plan on, I guess, embracing the newer fans who are, you know, basically leaving the Raiders behind and, you know, taking you guys as, you know, as a heart? You know, and this is from a local guy that I was raised uh, getting free ace tickets as a, as a young kid, a 34-year-old man now. I take my daughters to games, and you guys are legit, like, the heart of Oakland now. Well, I mean, I feel like – I could speak for everyone like we're just extremely excited that we get that opportunity and and that you guys kind of love us so much because we appreciate you guys I could I mean in the wild card game last year it was a packed house I had the chills almost the whole time 
So, I mean, just imagining that and, you know, for the future, what we can have and with the new fans, like you said, coming in, I think it, we're extremely blessed and we're going to have a great time. There, there's a lot of focus on the A's winning 97 games back-to-back -back seasons. There's a lot of focus on the young talent that's getting an opportunity. You guys are an integral part of that. How do you handle that? How do you try to just focus on my job as opposed to the outside forces that are at times trying to work in ways that make it difficult to do the job that you're doing at, at the highest level? How do, you, how do you handle all the conversation about what the expectations might be? Uh, personally, I don't look at any of that stuff. Uh, I stay off social media and, you know, because you get caught up in that and, you know, you start to add pressure to yourself and when, you know, the expectations get out there. And the, all we can do is go out and prepare and, and do our best every day to make sure we're in a position to win. But, uh, you know, when you get caught up in expectations and stuff like that, you can start to press when things don't go your way. Yeah, like Murph said, I mean, you can't really get caught up in all that. You you do what you can, you prepare how you know you can, and, and go out there and perform as best as you can. And, I mean, at the end of the day, whatever happens, happens. But uh, when you get caught up in, in what people are saying and, and trying to make everyone happy at the end of the day, uh, it just kind of, like we said earlier, the game kind of speeds up on you. So uh, you kind of take it pitch by pitch, at bat by a bat for the hitters, and um, you, know, you, you do as best as you can. Sounds good. Youth is served. James Caprillion, A.J. Puck, Sean Murphy, Jesus Lazardo. The future of the Oakland Athletics. That was really good stuff with Vinny sitting down with Jesus Lazardo, Sean Murphy, James Caprillion, and A.J. Puck. Now back to A's cast powered by TuneIn. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.